I'm just grateful you're here with us today. You know, made it from New York City. Grateful you're here today. You know, grateful you're here today. I, I want to tell you, though, I, I want to let you know that, you know, there may be safe places, you know, in the body of Christ where you, could, where you can go, uh, safe places where you can go and hear the word of God. Well, I'm going to tell you what, this is a safe place. Amen. This is a safe place where what we're going to do is preach Jesus Christ, Amen. him crucified, right? Buried and raised from the dead. And we're going to preach Hallelujah. resurrection realities and new life realities. And we're going to talk about the new, the new and better covenant of grace, which is our covenant. Amen. And we're going to tell you the truth of who you are. Amen. The truth of what God has done. <clears throat> from the right covenant. Every day I face people who say, but pastor, the Bible says. And I say, yes, you're right, the Bible says. But it doesn't say it to me. It doesn't say it to me. It said it to them. It said it to them under their covenant. It doesn't say it to me now. See, you have to know the difference. You have to rightly divide. You have to know how to rightly divide. And I got a message coming up about how Jesus teaches us how to rightly divide. It's a good one, right? Right, Nina? Yep. It's a good one. How, how Jesus himself taught us how to rightly divide. See, the Bible is true from cover to cover, but not all is truth is for me. That's why Jesus said, I will come, right? Mm -hmm. I will come and he, he who the Son makes free is free and dead, indeed. Right. He was the way, the truth, and the life. The law came by Moses, but, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The law came by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Too many people are still living in the law that came by Moses. In that covenant. Yeah. In that covenant. Right. Where it was up to you if you were sick or not. Where it was up to you if you were blessed or not. Just read Deuteronomy chapter 28. Then read 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18, 19, 20, and 21. Where Paul says, hey, in this new covenant, hey, in Jesus Christ, hey, the promises of God, they're not, you know, they're not yes and no. No, 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 no. That was the old system. In Jesus Christ, all the promises of God are Yes and, yes and amen. Yes and amen to the glory of God. What was the glory of God? Jesus Christ. Amen. This is a safe place. You're going to hear the truth. You're going to hear the truth. You're going to hear the true gospel. And uh, you can find it. I mean, if you go to uh, Roku, there's going to be at least 500 to 600 video recordings on Roku alone. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, podcast, we, we have like, I don't know, like 65 to 70,000 downloads. People are here and people are listening, you know, and uh, we, our, our website, it's on the board uh, for those of you who are watching right now. For those of you who are listening, it's, it's newlifeministrymhv.org. And on that site, there's hundreds and hundreds of safe videos, hundreds and hundreds of safe videos without, and messages without any mixture involved. All about the new and true covenant of grace. You know, and, I, and from that website, you can contact Lori and I, Pastor Lori and I. You know, if you got any questions, you got any prayer requests. And, and that's the site people visit where they, where they give. And we have a lot of uh, monthly partners and the list is growing. And, and, and we say thank you and we appreciate you. But this is a safe place. And, and the Lord has blessed me. Holy Spirit has given me another safe message. <laughs> Amen. This message is going to bless you. I know it blessed me. 
I, I, I don't often title messages. Once in a while I do. I did again. The title of this message is, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. And the way that I, I, the Holy Spirit started developing this message was, I think it was Thursday that we had a, a great rainfall, right? Mm-hmm. Thursday, it was, Thursday it was, it rained so much. In, in, my back, in my backyard from, you know, off our condominium, is just like a lake. There's not supposed to be a lake there, but there's a lake there. <laughs> the hill, there's a hill and there's a runoff. And thank goodness, you know, that our, our patio and everything, we're up high enough from, from where it's settled. But, but there's a lake there. I'm thinking about stocking it with some, with some bass. It's, <laughs> but two condos down, I guess their, their patio is a little bit lower than ours. And they sit a little bit lower. And, and we were watching, Lori and I came home from shopping and the water was rising up above their patio and, and, and approaching their, uh, their, their French their double doors, their glass sliding doors. And I heard that in New York City, the subways were, were closed. Yes. Yeah. And some of the public schools, they vacated the kids from the first floor, from the ground floor up to the second floor because the, fa- the ground floors were becoming uh, flooded. So it was raining. So this is the background, okay, of where this message came from because Lori and I went to to BJ's. So that's where we, sh- you know, we shop sometimes. And um, um, uh, I'll tell you what, a little plug for BJ's. I'm not really plugging BJ's and I don't want you to use credit cards, but if you have an American Express credit card, they're running a special this month where if you go to BJ's and you spend $55, American Express will give you back 30. That's pretty good. So we're gonna go back and shop some <laughs> for stuff we don't need. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we're there. So, you know, and I'm being a good husband. You know, I'm being a good husband. I don't want my wife to get wet. It's coming down. So I go and get the car, you know, and I bring the car right to the exit. And um, I, 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 I popped up the, the back of the trunk. And all I do, all I want to do is, is have my wife just, you, you just run to, the, run to your seat. I'll take care of everything. And uh, it, w- it was funny because... You know, I, I, I pull in there, right? I'm ready to go. And she's there all by herself. You know, and I just want, just come to the car. But, you know, Lori, you know, I'm a good husband. She's a great <laughs> wife. She wants to bring the bags. You know, she wants to help me out. But, no, I just, I want you to sit down. I told her. And so the next thing you know, I'm running around the car. And I'm going to her. And, and here it is. I see the cart coming to me. And I'm like, no, I don't want you to do that. So I'm grabbing the cart. And I'm pulling out the groceries. And this woman goes to me, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, sorry. I thought you were my wife. <laughs> in, a, in a split second, right? In a split second, Lori's there all by herself, right? I'm turning the back of the car, and in a split second, some other woman comes, she just comes out of, out of the exit way, and I'm like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Thank God, Lori. I thought you were my wife. And my wife is like literally standing almost right, you know, right next to her, right beside her. So it was kind of funny. But anyway... I said, honey, you sit down, I'll take care of it. So I'm going there and I get the one bag and I put it in, in the trunk in, in the in the in the back 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 of the trunk and I'm it's raining. You know how hard it was raining, right? And I'm getting wet, I'm getting wet. And so I'm I'm going to the, 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 the last bag and I can't find the handles. I can't grab the handles. Why? Because the last thing that Lori bought, she bought a black dress. She bought a dress, right? And I guess she was in such a hurry once I said get to the car, she just dropped it on the bag. So when it came time to grab that bag, I couldn't find the handles. And then, and then uh, the hanger from the, from the dress was wrapped up in the handles. And I had to 
unwrap the hanger and then unwrap the dress and 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 fold put uh, put the handles get the hand I mean and I'm getting soaked <laughs> so we we got in the car and my wife ex- you know she thought I might be a little bit upset but I wasn't I wasn't I was I wasn't you know because Jesus has been you know like working in me to be like more like him because I know I know most of the time I'm operating in my unrenewed self and I'm 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 more like the old, you know, the lady that was dead and gone and buried, you know, mm-hmm. instead of allowing the transformation to take place. So I'm letting the transformation take place. And uh, no, and, and I'm kind of laughing and she's like, what? What's going on? I said, you know what? This is going to be a great learning experience. She said, what, what are you talking about? What's that? I, then I said, well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> let me tell you about it. I, I, I could get to the next person. When we see a rainstorm and we see somebody loading up their bags, we're going to be able to say, hey, let me tell you something. It would be better if you take that dress and wrap it up and get it ready. Open up your open up your bag, put it in there, and then put the handles out there so you're ready to grab it. You know, and then they're like, "Why? Why? How do you know that?" Well, let me tell you about it. You know, let me tell you about it. You know, and there's so many things we can tell people about, right? Right? Let me tell you about it. We can tell we can tell people. Listen, don't trust your cars. You know, people think that these cars nowadays with the all-wheel drive, you know, and and the anti-lock brake systems and the, and, and the crash avoidance systems, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, how wonderful they are, and, you know. But you know, don't trust your cars. Don't trust, don't trust your cars in, in, in rain or hydroplane. Don't trust, don't trust your cars. Don't trust the fact that you think you're a good driver, right? Don't, don't trust your, your, you know, your, your, your car when you're dra- traveling in snow and ice. Don't trust your car. Let me tell you about it, you know, because you can, you can, you, all of a sudden you'd be high, hydroplaning. And I don't care how good that anti-lock brake system is and the steering mechanisms, you know, and, and the crash avoidance systems. That car is not coming to a stop. That car is not going to come to a stop, you know. How many times on a, you've seen, on, you know, highways and you've seen, you know, all these cars, uh, you know, into one another, hitting one another. One hits one and then boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? They're all good drivers. They're all about great cars. Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. Don't, don't, don't trust. Well, how do you know so much? <laughs> let me tell you about it. There was one night I was driving on the back road, and I just wanted to get home to my wife. I just wanted to get home. And, and I had a really nice car at the time. It was, uh, it was one in, in, in the olden days where, where Cadillac sedan devilles were, were nice rides. They were nice cars. They were very big. They were very comfortable. And I'm driving really nice. And I'm going a little, little bit too, a little bit too fast. But why? Because it's a big car. Because it's front wheel drive. Because it's got a big engine. It's heavy. You know, it, it's really good in the, it's really good in the snow. You know, and I'm a good driver. But guess what? I hit a turn, and there was nothing I could do to stop. There's nothing I could do to stop. Yeah, there was. There was the tree. It helped me stop. <laughs> and that Cadillac Danville. Probably Brandon was too young to remember that car. It was totaled. I was, it was totally, but let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. And how, you know, how many things do we, could we tell people about that? We know, right? Because we went through it. And, and you would think I would have learned that time, but that wasn't the only car. I was coming down Route 9W one day and I was, I was, uh, and, and the roads looked pretty, are pretty good, you know, pretty clear. And um, uh, I, I was coming off 80, uh, Route 9W, coming on to um, the, um, the entranceway to getting across the bridge. And again, uh, I hit a patch of ice and there was nothing I can do. Nothing I can do. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you about it, you know. And then not only did I, 
I smash up my car that I had to take care of, but I had to take care of the public, the public what's it called, destruction that takes place when I took out a series of guardrails. <laughs> so let me tell you, I know I, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, don't get too. Don't get too close to the stove, you know, you're going to get burned. Well, how do you know? Well, let me tell you, you know what I'm saying? You know, I know people, just people, people that just recently, you know, were in situations where a burning took place and whatnot. You know, let me tell you about it. So that's where this came from. So we're going to be looking at the Apostle Paul. Because uh, I can hear the Apostle Paul saying, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it, mm. you know, that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Mm. Let me tell you about it. How do you know that, Paul? Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. Hey, you know, my God will supply all your needs according to your riches in glory. Mm. How do you know, Paul? Let me tell you about it. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Mm. How do you know, Paul? Well, let, me, let me tell you about it. And the amazing thing is the Apostle Paul has told us about it. And it's right there for us. Right there for us. And one scripture I want to look at real real quickly, amongst many, but this one, because we have to know the truth behind this portion of scripture. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. No matter what version you have, you have it says it the same thing, that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Not we will be, not we might be, not one day. Right? But we have been. That's past tense. So I like the Passion Translation for this, and it says this. Every, every spiritual blessing in this heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful Heavenly Father of our Lord Jesus. All this because he sees us wrapped up into Christ. And this is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. This, this is amazing. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And now Paul is going to tell us about it. He's going to show us how and why. Not only the Apostle Paul, but Jesus himself. Jesus himself. It's, it's nice when we hear from Paul, but it's even better when we hear from Jesus, right? But to go along with what Paul says here in Ephesians 1, 1 and verse 3, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says the same thing. It says we have been given, not we will be given, not we will have one day, but, but first, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says we have been given all things pertaining to life and godliness. We already have been given it. Okay, okay, well, where is it? We're going to show you. Paul's going to say, well, let me tell you about it. <clears throat> and then, of course, we just throw in there a nice little portion of Scripture from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. God is able to do a core. He can, he, he's able to do far more than what you could think or ask for. He could do more, far more than what you could believe for. Yes. You know, how, why? According to the power, the power that's been deposited within you. Oh, okay. All right. So now, Paul's saying, let me tell you about it. Let me show you some things. And we see this prayer to the Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. 
it's it's one of the great New Testament prayers that we all should be should be uh, becoming very familiar with. And he says, see, now the reason why I told you that verse three is so very important, so that you know it's been established, we have been given every. So now you know the translators get this wrong. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, it says that the God, this is his prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge, in the knowing of him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Oh, wait a second, Paul. What are you, schizophrenic? What do you like to change your mind? What do you like to tell us that God has already blessed us with everything and then say you're praying that God will bless us with yet another thing? No, it's man's translation. This is why I tell you you have the right filters. You have to have the right filters. The filters that you are, you can, and you have. And if there's any translation that indicates you, you're not, you can't, or you don't yet have, it's faulty translation. There's only one thing that we do not yet have, and that is our glorified bodies. That's it. And so, the explanation behind what I'm telling you from this verse is in may give. May give. And in the, in the Greek, the word is didomi. Didomi. And it means of seed yielding fruit springing forth from within. So what this really says is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may cause that which is within you, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, to spring forth from within. It's here. I possess it. You possess it. But now, Holy Spirit, let's put our eyes on, on the fact of what we are, what we can do, what we have. And let this spirit of wisdom and revelation spring forth. Spring forth so that we can live in the fruit of what has been deposited within us. That's a great prayer. It's not saying bring to me and it's not saying give to me. It's helping me with this revelation and illumination of understanding. Let me tell you what I, I know about it. Okay, so, so Paul, how did you get this spirit of wisdom and revelation be, that which was ignited within you? How did, how did it spring forth so that it brought all this fruit forth in your life? Well, here's the Apostle Paul saying, well, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. There was a, there was a time where I was traveling to Damascus. Me, Saul. And I had letters from the chief priests and the elders and the leaders. And I was on my way to Damascus because that was the center of the area where most of the Jesus followers were. Most of those blasphemers. Those blasphemers. And I was on my way to Damascus with my letters and I was going to get me some Jesus followers. I was going to break them up. I was going to smash them to pieces. I was going to arrest them. Hey, might even have a stoning here and there because we got to snuff out these Jesus followers. So let me tell you about it. 
as I was traveling, marching there, getting closer. Man, I'm excited. Going to get me some Jesus followers. They're blaspheming my God. What happens? Bam. He meets Jesus. Now, we don't know if he was on a horse or not, but he's knocked to the ground. This is all in Acts chapter 9. It's beautiful, 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 beautiful. And he's like, he hears this voice. They all hear the voice. Only he saw the light. But everybody heard the voice. Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who, who art thou, Lord? Right? It's me, it's Jesus. Don't you know it's hard to kick against the goads? Paul, there's nothing you can do to stop this. There's nothing you can do to stop this. You know what's always been amazing to me when I read that portion of Scripture? See, if you read the portion of, portions of Scripture, that, like from, from Paul's writings, he will make it known and he will tell you that when he's going over his heritage, he makes it known and he's pretty proud of the fact that he learned underneath Gamaliel. Right? You remember that? He learned from Gamaliel. But you remember Gamaliel, who he was? When... Peter and John were brought before the religious leaders, the elders, the Sanhedrin, after they were imprisoned and whatever. What did Gamaliel say? Hey, Gamaliel rose up and said, hey, let them be. Don't touch them. Let them go. Let them go. Just, just let them be. Listen, you remember these, this group over here? And they rose up and they fizzled out. And you remember that other group over here? They rose up and they fizzled out. Then this group too, just let them go. Because they'll fizzle out. But then he said, what did Gamaliel say? But if they're of God, there's nothing you can do. So you would have thought that, okay, Paul, you're raised by Gamaliel. You know, his understanding. But not Paul. So let me tell you about it. Paul saying what happened. Struck with blindness. Blindness. You know what I think caused the blindness? The light. The glory of Jesus Christ. He saw the glory of Jesus Christ. And his eyes became scaled, blind. I don't know. And so then we read in Acts chapter nineteen, uh, Acts chapter nine, verse seventeen and eighteen. This is where Paul is. Let me tell you about it. Acts chapter nine, verse seventeen and eighteen. And Ananias went his way after he questioned God. God, I heard about this guy. <laughs> And entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's, that's the key right there. And immediately after being filled with the Holy Spirit, there fell from his eyes as it was scales. The scales of confusion. The scales of the law. The scales of all the wrong thinking and all the wrong believing fell from his eyes. And he received his sight. What sight? the true sight about the true Messiah, Jesus, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. And he arose and was baptized. And we know that right after that, he was found, right after that, he was found in the synagogue, 
preaching to the Jews about Jesus Christ. This was the spirit of wisdom and revelation that Paul is talking about. And it comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Now, here we go. Let's look at John. Let's look at what Jesus tells us. And I owe this to my wife. Holy Spirit working through my wife. She was just sharing with me these scriptures and they were just so amazing what she was telling me. So this is partly Pastor Lori's as well as Pastor Lenny's. John chapter 14, verse 16 through 18. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Another comforter. What comes to your mind when you hear another? Another. Another. Like a different one. Something different. Something different. Another one. But he's still going to be a comforter, but it's another one. This is what comes to mind when we're reading this. Another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. Now this next sentence from Jesus is so vitally important and so vitally telling. It says, I will come to you. So Jesus is saying, this is not another. This is me. I will come to you. I will come to you. Now look at the word another. You see the word another, everywhere we look, the word another, okay? There's two words for another in the Greek. There's allos and there's heteros, okay? But allos, all right, denotes the same sort, the same one. It's not heteros, which means of a different kind, of a different sort. So Jesus is using a word here that's indicating it's going to be me. I will come to you. I wish the translations would get it all right. Comforter. This is beautiful. What is Jesus? Jesus is all these things. It's parakletos. He's one that stands by our side. One who, who comes to our aid. Right? One, uh, it's used in the court of justice to denote a legal assistant, counsel for our defense, an advocate, one who pleads another's cause, an intercessor, an advocate. In the wildest sense, it signifies a succorer. I, I like looking up these Greek words because it helps me uh, expand my my uh, vocabulary. Sakura. I didn't know what a Sakura means. It means the assistance in times of hardship and distress. The comforter. Christ was this to all his disciples before and then after. Another indicates the very same. Now what's, what's also unique to this word, the comforter or consoler, corresponds to the name Manahem. This is all under the meaning of that word. <coughs> it's given by the Hebrews to signify the Messiah. 
So what Jesus is saying, remember, it's important that I go. Because I go, I'm in one place at one time. But when I go, I'm going to return, and I'm going to be in all places at all times. By my spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Jesus, Jesus. <coughs> and we see this properly translated in the Passion Translation. Where it says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior. He used the word Savior to represent Jesus. He will be exactly like me. Why? Because he will be me. And he will never leave you. Amen. And again, he adds, I will come back to you. Wow. I. You know what? The disciples got this. We have to get this. You know when the disciples got this? They got this on the day of Pentecost. I mean, could you imagine? Peter, three times. Hey, you were with him. I was not. Hey, I remember you. I see. That was not me. Oh, well, wait a second. You're one of his. That was not me. These men were afraid. These men went into hiding. I mean, can you understand this? They don't want to be seen in the streets. They were trying to be avoided. At this time, a lot of people were thinking that the body was stolen, and perhaps one of them stole it. So now there was a, there was a criminal investigation by the... We well, see, we don't, we don't know this unless we, we, we go and search history. There's a good movie. It's called Risen. It's really good. It shows you that what's going on. Where where the where Roman officials, man, they were fishing. They were uh, um, uh, assisting the Jewish leadership, and they were they were uncovering all kinds of dead bodies and digging up dead bodies because they were trying to find this body, or else the, the second lie would be worse than the first lie. And 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 these 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 um, disciples, they were in hiding because if they were caught out, they would be they would be brought before the the the, the, the those in, 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 in the authoritative positions and they would be questioned and they might have been brutalized, you know. Where is the body? So, so they were in hiding. Then all of a sudden, what happens on the day of Pentecost? The Holy Spirit comes. Wait a second. I will come back to you. I will came back, come back to you. So what happens when that Holy Spirit, when he, Jesus came back to them. Jesus was now with them. He was with them more powerfully, more wonderfully, in, in so much more of reality. He was with them again. Jesus was with them again. He was in them again. He was with them. He was in them. He was with them. Jesus is back. Bang! And they opened up the doors and they hit the streets. Why? Because Jesus was with them. And you know what? We have to come to the place in John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, he will teach you all things. He's going to bring all things to your remembrance. He's going to remember everything I've said to you. That word remembrance is powerful. It's powerful. This, it, this, this remembrance 
It's just talking about, it's not talking about, yeah, you know what, I remember. No, it's, it's talking about, it's going to bring to our souls an implied suggestion in which our souls are going to become transformed into the really, the understanding and the knowing and the knowledge. This is what Paul is praying for, that we know he's here, he's with me. How would your life be? What would your life look like? What would your bodies look like? How different would it would be if you knew Jesus is right here with me? Jesus is right here in me. The one that walked on the water. The one that calmed the, sto the storm. The one, the one that opened up the blind eyes. The one that healed the lepers. The one, the one that opened up blind eyes. I don't know if I said that. The one that raised Lazarus from, he, he's right here with me. You know, how could I be sick? He's with me. He's in me. He's with me. He's with me. He's in me. Jesus, and that's why when they went out now, that's why that's, they were able to say, hey, I don't have silver and gold, but I got Jesus. He's with me. Amen. He's with me. He's in me. Give me a hand. In the name of Jesus, get up. Why? Because Jesus is right with me. He's right with me. He's in me. He's right beside me. We have to see that remember we have that that remembrance. We have to see that we have to that, that spirit of wisdom and revelation, the eyes of our understanding and illumination. Man, it's gotta grow, it's gotta flow. We gotta come into that understanding, the remembrance and knowing. He is in me, he is with me. What would your life look like? What should my life look like? Wow. And this is extremely important. Let me tell you about it, right? This is extremely important. This is extremely important. I'm going to tell you why. Especially as it, I'm going to use how it applies to healing. This is extremely important. My, my, my daughter is, is with an amazing ministry right now. They just spend a weekend in Indiana at a big church, you know, giving their, their testimonies of preaching the Word of God, healing journeys today. It's an awesome ministry. But they all share their healing testimonies. They all share their healing testimonies. And they all have one thing in common. One thing in common. And they'll all say this. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the Holy Spirit, you know, brought revelation to me. And then they did. Okay? And then they spoke. And then they acted. They'll all say the same thing. Well, yeah, but then revelation came to me. I know that revelation. Every time it took place in my life for a healing, I know that revelation. Okay? But you see, people, what we hear, which is supposed to encourage us to fix our eyes on Christ, Christ within, okay? We tend to look at other people's revelation and make other people's revelation our revelation. And we try to emulate what other people's revelation had them do or led them what, what it led them into. We try to take other people's revelation, right? What they did after that revelation. And now we try to emulate what they did according to their revelation. And that's why you have so much frustration from so many people that say, but wait a second, I stood on the word of God. But wait a second, I used my authority. But wait a second. I put the scriptures up everywhere. I put the scriptures in my heart. 
And then it leads to, a lot of times, guilt, shame, condemnation because they feel like a failure or because they failed. But you see, what Paul wants us to know and what Jesus wants us to know is that we must, we can, we should have our own revelation. Have our own revelation spring forth from within. That is why the Holy Spirit has come. This is why Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation. That's why he preaches the gospel of Christ, because he wants to take, every, every, he wants to take everybody's eyes and have everybody's eyes focused on Christ. This is why Jesus says, fix your eyes on me, the author and perfecter of your faith. About Jesus, because as you're fixing your eyes on Jesus, as you're beholding Jesus, as you're hearing about Jesus, you're going to be reminded by the Holy Spirit of the Jesus that's within you. And that Jesus that's within you, that spirit that's within you, is going to bring to remembrance all that you have, all that you can do, and all that you are. And then through your revelation... You believe and you speak and you have. This is why the Holy Spirit has come. And then to further emphasize that, we have Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, tell us, Now we have received, not the spirit of this world, but we have received the spirit of, which is of God, or we have received Jesus, which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us in God. So let me tell you about it. And this is what Paul is telling us. The spirit, wisdom, and revelation. It's Jesus in you. You all have Jesus. He's in you. Now it's just a matter of fixing your eyes on him, fixing your thoughts on him, hearing about him, looking at him, dwelling in him, and letting this revelation spring forth, which has been in you, which has been in you with the planting of his spirit, that you would know, I can do all things through, through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, that my needs are all met according to his riches and glory that by his stripes I was healed. I don't know about you, but that's good preaching, and that's a good message. Amen. And it's going to bless a lot of people. Amen. And this is the truth of our glorious gospel. Amen. Father, we worship you, and we praise you. Jesus. We give you glory. Yes. We give you honor, and we give you praise. Hallelujah. Through that one sacrifice, we have been perfected and sanctified forever. Through faith in that one sacrifice, we are united with him in his death, in his burial, and in his resurrection. His resurrection to newness of life. And that new life is within us, growing and flowing. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We give you praise, honor, and glory because it's all by you and not by us. To the glory and honor and praise of Jesus Christ. We thank and praise you in your name. Amen. Amen. No?